Last week, we heard from the president of Unions NT that some public servants are going to be taking a day of action tomorrow and going on strike. We now know that public servants in Darwin, Alice Springs and Catherine are going to be taking that day. And by and large, the strikes so far have not had a huge impact on many of us. But a lot of us parents waiting to hear exactly what the situation is when it comes to teachers. And joining me on the show is the Australian Education Union President for the Northern Territory, Michelle Ayres. Good morning to you, Michelle. Good morning, Katie. Michelle, what is the situation? Will teachers be taking industrial action and going on strike tomorrow? Yes, Katie, they will. And why is that? What's the decision or the reason behind that decision? So we've been working with the government to try and come to an agreement that the teachers can sign off on. Um, We're now into week, I think it's week six, the teachers. Um, We're getting really close to the end of the year. We're seeing teachers uh, leave the Territory. So, so many teachers have already made the decision to go. Um, So many more are thinking about whether or not they'll go. Um, And we are yet to see an agreement that will get our, um, you know, incentivise people to uh, either stay or get recruit people here for the next year. I have spoken to a school principal in the last week who said that he's unable to get people through his door for next year. At the moment, he's yet to fill one position. So, Michelle, that 2% is not good enough? 2% does not put us um, above Queensland as far as our um, our salary rates go and I've mentioned before I think on your show and with other people that it, so long as we're competing um, with lower salary rates than we're seeing in Victoria and Queensland it is going to be really hard to get people to leave those places where there's more amenities um, there it, the, the cost of living is lower um, and they're closer to family to come here to the Northern Territory where it's a harder jurisdiction to teach in lower-funded classrooms. Michelle- so um, we need to see something that's going to get teachers here at the end of the day. Michelle, I understand that you are set to meet with the Public Employment Commissioner today. What are you expecting to happen? Yeah, so we're really hoping that um, they're able to put out an agreement that we can... Um, we can put forward to our teachers to and, and endorse from the AEU's perspective so that people can vote on it and we can get teachers not only um, paid but back paid because it's 18 months since the public sector has seen a pay rise or at least teachers in the public sector have seen a pay rise and that's considering the cost of living pressures we're under. It is really hitting them hard. Michelle, what if there is a great offer put on the table today? Will you still strike tomorrow? Uh, At the end of the day, the decision for that is with the individual teachers. We had to make a call and I had to tell the Commissioner for Public Employment that. We gave her a deadline and said, we have to make a call. Our teachers need to know if they're going out on strike. So if we get a good offer... Um, today, if we get any offer today, my intention is to put those numbers to the teachers and let them make the choice. Do you want to strike? Are you fed up and frustrated? Or some people, there's two versions of fed up and frustrated. There are teachers who are burnt out and tired and telling me, Michelle, I just want to be with my class. I just want to be teaching. There are teachers who are burnt out, tired and frustrated, who want to go and yell and scream at the government. And at this point, I don't blame them.
either of them. So at the at this point, it, by the sounds of it, uh, you know, those members are, are a little bit divided in the sense that some of them sort of, even though they're frustrated, they're prepared to stay back in the classroom because it's towards the end of the year and they're over it. And others are thinking, no, nah, I want to get out there and I want to make sure my voice is heard. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, you know, I it's the end of the year. Um, it, as a teacher the end of the year is the hardest time. You're pushing through to get to the end of term. Teaching is a really hard gig at any point, even, but especially when you haven't been, you know, haven't seen a pay rise in 18 months. There's a teacher shortage, so most of these teachers are covering gaps. Um, and that adds pressure. Everything that we're seeing this year, we're, we're at the end or we're peri-pandemic, really. It's not over yet. So all of these things are just adding pressure and pressure and pressure to teachers and teachers are burning out and that's a huge concern. That should be the biggest concern for our parents at the moment, I think. Well, look, you know, the kids are ratty. Everyone's a bit over it towards the end of the year. So it must be an incredibly hard time. I mean, I'm over it by the end of the year. So I can't imagine what it's like if you've got 20, 25, 30 kids that you're supervising and and trying to educate. Um, You know, it is getting so close to the end of the year. Four weeks until the end of the year. Michelle, what What is going to happen if there isn't an agreement reached by the end of the term? Uh, I've always said, Katie, that if we do not have an agreement by the end of the term, it is going to be detrimental to our education system because, as I said, principals are already struggling to get people through the door. With four weeks to go, positions should be being filled. Um, So if we do not have teachers in front of kids next year, it's... I, I honestly can't tell you what the government's going to have to do. Um, so really, this is on them. We're trying to work with them, but at the end of the day, it's the government's responsibility to get teachers here next year. And so we're really hoping they live up to that. You said before that there are already teachers making that decision to leave. Do you have any idea at this point what those numbers are looking like? Uh, it's a really tricky one to make a call on. We've got a, a very large Northern Territory. I know I could give you... Um, statistics for one school um, where uh, out of 18 teachers at the school, something like 16, 14 or 16 are leaving. Um, So, you know, there will be schools that this isn't a case of a teacher can just cover the class if we don't recruit. There are schools that will not be able to operate next year if they cannot recruit people in there. Bigger schools, maybe they'll lose, you know, 10% of their teachers or 5% of their teachers and they'll, it will mean that it's harder next year and that the teachers that stay will have to put in more, even more work to cover those classes. Um, and those teachers, considering how burnt out they are now, that isn't sustainable. That's not going to last very long. So this is hugely worrying if we can't get an agreement across this year. Michelle, I know that there's going to be parents that are listening this morning that are going to be annoyed. They're going to be thinking this is hugely disruptive, so close to the end of the term. I mean, what would you say to those parents? Yeah, I'd ask them to stick with us. The parents and the parent voice has been um, one of the biggest assets that we've had as far as breaking that wage freeze and getting us to the point where we are right now. I would also say the fact that it's taken this long, this isn't on the union, this is on the government who have held out so long. They waited until the very last moment of the school holidays at the end of term three to break the wage freeze. It wasn't until week three that we were back, you know, bargaining for an enterprise agreement. So when it comes to who is the one who's disrupting education, 
Uh, us going out for four hours is actually doing a lot less to disrupt education than the government holding back on that on on giving us an agreement. So, Michelle, four hours is what it's going to be tomorrow. What time is that, and and where is it going to be? Yeah, so um, the strike itself is from nine to one. So teachers will be at school in the morning. Um, they'll head out of school at nine. Um, in Darwin, they'll head down to uh, Raintree Park to meet up with the other NP public sector unions that you mentioned before. Um, and then there'll be a bit of a march down to Parliament House at 10am. Um, and then the teachers will uh, head back to school by 1pm and afternoon classes will resume. Well, Michelle Ayres, uh, we're really interested to see exactly what happens here, whether the government comes to the table with a pay offer, with a you know with an offer uh, that teachers do deem acceptable. I know that this is across the board with a lot of different public sector unions. And, um, and you know, like, let's be honest, the government has not managed the books well, and that is why we're in the situation that we're in. And I think that a lot of Territorians sort of, you know, very much understood that a couple of years back when we were going through that, that situation. But right now, you know... CPI is 6.8%, I think it is, here in the Northern Territory. The cost of living is astronomical, and I do think that if we are going to recruit teachers from interstate, if we're going to retain our wonderful teachers, then, you know, a deal needs to be done. The Northern Territory government need to get to the table and negotiate with you guys. That was Michelle Ayres there, who is indeed the Australian Education Union branch president for the Northern Territory.